We back, back with another episode of the Courtcast. Um, by the jittery, excited, happy voice, you can tell it's a jubilated voice of reason, voice of truth. Who speaks the truth? Only the truth, and nothing but the truth for ye. And you know, you back with me every week. <laughs> back with me for you know, like the eighth consecutive time. Um, you know, the Black Skip Bayless himself. Thank you for coming on the show, Femi. Thanks for having me bet every you what, time. Bet you saw what Luca done today. Yesterday, sorry. We'll get into that later. But, um, and then down below, we have um, <laughs> a loser. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> I, I'm sick. I'm not feeling fine today, please. please. <laughs> the second in command of the blind witnesses, um, the Kansas City fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for thanks for let's just spend five minutes talking about that game before we get into the topics for today. I mean, last week on the show, we all you know picked who was gonna win the championship games. I went with you know Joe Shiesty, Joe Joe Burrow, and the Cincinnati Bengals to defeat. The Kansas City Chiefs are arrowhead, and everyone thought, oh my God, he's mad. But, you know, as the voice of reason, I'm never wrong. Never, ever, ever wrong. You know, great comeback by Cincy. Their defense came came to play in that second half. You know, think about it. They got 21 points thrown on them in the first half. And for me, it all started when they got that stop at the end of the second quarter, where Kansas City decided to go for a touchdown instead of kicking a field goal. And from there, the Chiefs only put up three points for the next, 36 minutes of play. That was crazy from them, you know. Um, I'd like to say something, please. Go on. Um, I remember you made, you you said last week that Bengals were winning this game, right? Yep. I also remember um, you texted me mid-game. You said Casey winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, but you know, I was just trying to credit my homes for the great first half he had. If I if I thought Casey was going to win the game, I won't, I won't continue watching it. I wouldn't. So 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 tell me something. You picked Bengals, and mid game decided to. Hop Bro, on. Skip does it all the time. So I reverse jinx Kansas City. That's what I was doing. Y'all thought I was mm, admitting um, defeat, but I I, 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 I reverse jinx them. What do you have to say? Okay. See, you see how he is so jittery and everything, right? <laughs> when Ross was minus 27 in the first half against the Hornets, right? Mm, yeah. He didn't say nothing. Mm. Well, he came up and Ross had like a good game and they still lost. What and is, then, you know, I, I um, so, so, as the, as so, the so, black. So, so, so. As the black no 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 Femi, you know what we'll get into that later. But okay. I just want to know your guy, you guys' okay. thoughts. I'm just saying on... just have the same. I just want to know you guys' thoughts on the game today. I muted you just yeah. in case you didn't know. Yeah, um the, the Chiefs were sensational in that first quarter. They came out blazing hot. They yeah. everything was going right. This guy mm-hmm. couldn't like he couldn't even have any incompletions. But Mahomes, yeah. I think what changed it for them was when they could have made a field goal towards the end of the first quarter yeah. and they got greedy. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like 
I think that was a busted play as well because I don't think that's what Andy Reid. I don't think that was a play Andy Reid called because he was pretty upset when they were going in for halftime. Right, because even um um Tyreek Hill could have gone out, but he didn't go out. He tried to make like some spinning hero play type of move, <laughs> and they were they were feeling themselves a little too much, and it got to them. Then um, second half started, they couldn't get any completions. The ball was either um too far back. Um, just yeah. behind, like nothing was great. Kind of like Mahomes was looking like Jimmy G in that second half. He couldn't, he couldn't buy a pass at yeah. some point. As well as no, um, no, ma- uh, making good passes. He also wasn't making the right decisions on mm. the players to target as well. I feel like he became a bit like Aaron Rodgers in that game against the Niners, where he was solely. Aaron Rodgers were... sleeping peacefully at home. You don't have to <laughs> <throw> <laughs> I mean, like in the case of you know how Rodgers was solely focusing on targeting. Devontae, like on that play yeah. third and ten, where he goes for the home run pass to Devontae when uh, Valdez Scott and Lewis is wide open in the middle of the pitch. Like Mahomes yeah. was looking for the spectacular play to Kelsey and Holmes when Kelsey yeah. and Tyree, when you because know, even, Pringle, even guys overtime, like that were wide open in the overtime. That long play to Tyreek that um caused them the interception, it wasn't really necessary. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever seen Mahomes in the shell, like. You know, but you know, forget the chief side of things. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowls. If you had said that to me a month ago, I'd have thought you were smoking some crack. But shout out Joe Burrow, man. In Super Bowl with the most with the worst offensive line of football, you know, escaped a couple of tackles today. It was sensational. And for me, like I was just telling these guys off camera, it just shows that Joe Burrow is the next Tom Brady amongst these young quarterbacks in in you know not just the AFC but the whole of the NFL because to me he's not like the most talented guy he's not athletic doesn't have the greatest arm talent but <clears throat> he finds a way to get it done and that's what Brady did for 22 years that made him the goat and Joe Burrow has found a way to get the Cincinnati Bengals who had four wins last season to the Super Bowl that is insane but yeah we're not here to talk about football even though I was all jittery and excited we're here to talk about you know basketball and um, so let's start with the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> now, I know Femi had a passionate rant about the Sixers last, last week, about Bias Harris, Dr. Rivers, and everything going on. So, but now the Sixers are, I think they're, they've won 30 games. They're 30 and 19. They're the third seed in the East. I think they've won um, seven out of their last 10 games and 13 out of their last 16 games. Like, that is ridiculous. And Joel Embiid has put up 25 points or more in 13 of his last 16 games as well. So I just want to know, what do you guys think about Philly this season? Uh, Go ahead. uh, Well, the thing is, Embiid will have to win in spite of a couple of things, right? So... And that's what's making him the front runner of MVP right now, right? So he is he's not only winning in spite of this, uh, of his narrative, he's actually putting the numbers to back it up, right? So like in his like there was a stretch where he went like 10 out of 13 games, 30 plus points, you know, and it was like 31 was his favorite number, you know. So 32. Um, right. So like it, no, it's actually 31. If you look oh, at it, it, it's 30. Okay. It's, it's 31. I thought it was 32. It was, it, it, was, it was his favorite number for like a good couple of weeks, right? So like, and then, and here are the things he has to win in spite of. 
Doc Rivers, ben Simmons. ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and I would just say referees in general, right? But I when think, it comes down to it, I think the referees actually love Joel Embiid. <laughs> I think they do. With the amount of times he be at the free throw line, I think they love him. True, true. But here's the thing: in the playoffs, those those go away. Even look at James Harden, right? There was a stretch in the regular season where he was going to the free throw line for days, mm-hmm. and gets to the playoffs, he can't get he can't get nothing. <laughs> but here's the thing: the playoffs, um, you know. Spacing is tighter. Uh, yep. You know, they're going to plug up. So he has to kick out to consistent shooters. Mm-hmm. So they have to stay healthy and stay out of protocols. Um, I just expect and I just hope that Doc Rivers gets his exercise and Expectations, right, yeah. I think the key word for me on every single point you made is consistent shooters. Like, yeah, just they have cons- a lot of streaky shooters. Tobias Harris is streaky. Danny Green is very streaky. Fucking Kalkmaz is very streaky. Matthias Tybal is not really a great shooter, but I'd like to give props to, you know, I, I know every single time I come on here, Seth Curry, Joel Embiid, my two favorite players in Philly, they are like, they are, Seth Curry and, jo- and Joel Embiid were built to play with each other. Like they're the perfect combination. Right. But I like to give Tyrese Maxey some credit as well. To think this dude has never played, no, he's, he's, he's never played point guard in his professional career. And to do what he has done this season, given the expectations that were hard for or the expectations that were for Ben Simmons <clears throat> just beyond outstanding for me. I think he's just in his sophomore year. Like Tyrese Max is balling out. And I remember last year, took a lot of dumb shots, you know, a lot of times he just looked like a raw talent, but now he's really worked on his game. He's wiser. He has a, he plays with a higher basketball IQ. And I just like what is going on in Philly. But Tosin, I want to know your thoughts. Um, I've come to be an avenger for Tobias Harris <laughs> and and more to put the blame on Doc Rivers. Oh. Um, so Tobias oh. Harris, Tobias Harris, um, I'll tell you his field goal percentages over the last couple of he years. He showed up these last games after Femi called him out. No, 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 it's not just this last game. 7 of 12, 10 of 15, 13 of 19, 6 of 13, 8 of 17, 8 of 13, 9 of 13, 7 of 15. So if you can notice something here, um, you can just tell not a lot or enough plays are called for him because if if I'm shooting ten or fifteen and um, I'm still I'm I'm not getting twenty shots up I'm the you know I'm getting paid so much money I am like the second best player on the team I'm taking fifteen shots and it's not like I'm shooting three or fifteen yeah. I should yeah. I should be able to get more shots up I understand that but you look at Tobias Harris and majority of the plays you can call for him are in the post. Like, he's not really a great... He doesn't have the greatest handles. Like, he can beat his man. He's, he, I, I don't know how to put it, but, like, he, he doesn't necessarily have the quickness, the speed, the, the ability to create shots, the level of a guard, like the likes of Damian Yeah, Lillard. yeah, it's definitely yeah. In, in the post type of play. Yeah, but well, if, if, if he plays for him when you have Joel Embiid on the floor. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, if you want to keep um, Joel Embiid fresh, you, you can call more plays forward, especially if this person is efficient shooting the ball. You can call more plays, spice it up. I mean, he does guard- get a lot of plays. He gets a lot of touches, in my opinion. But because I watched him against the Lakers and he he does get a lot of touches. 
But I understand. I understand your point of view that he not shooting up to 20 times might be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that if if I have an efficient player on my or efficient players on my team, I'll find a way to distribute it because I mean to be fair, Joel Embiid only shot 18 times against Sacramento. Mm. Um so anyway, he doesn't really down almost 20 in that game as well. Yeah, but if you look at the game against San Antonio, Joel Embiid shot 32 times. Now he shot 16 of 32, but if you that that's going to be exhausting, especially like on the defensive end. It yeah, might, I hear that. It might, I hear that. It might show up that okay, this person is exhausting themselves too much on offense. Distribute it a, a, a little bit more. You get I what I'm saying? But to me, like this just this past week has completely like proven my point to me times 10 that Joel Embiid is the MVP of this league. To overcome every single thing that the Philadelphia 76ers have had to go through this season and be third in the East with the same record as the Chicago Bulls that we're all impressed with, a game behind the Miami Heat that we're all impressed or impressed with, that is amazing. And he had COVID mid-season. He had COVID mid-season as well. That is, and he's, he's not like he's doing this game carried by his teammates. Joel Embiid is dropping 30 balls with a double-double every single game. The game against San Antonio, I was watching the Lagos game, but I saw he had 42. What's there? What are his words? It's Joel Embiid. But, but, but by the way... Um, the person with the most double double and triple double at the same time is Jokic. I don't think Nikola Jokic is the MVP of this league for this season. I mean, I I I, I sent you the stats. Um, See, uh, yeah, like, like, you, 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 you you responded with you are too much of a stats guy. As stats yes. is the record. Stats is the record of actual gameplay. You sound just like a man. Jokic didn't have the best stats, better stats than Steph last season. But Yoke won MVP for one reason. His team was winning. Joel Embiid sits third in the East. In the East is not easy. He's third in the East with he's 11 games over 500, and his point guard is on the beach. Who's his point guard? Ben Simmons. Where is Jokic's point guard? Jamal Murray is injured. Like, I get it. But Jokic and Embiid is... Not only that, um, they're their third best player. Embiid is thriving more under circumstances where he doesn't... Where nobody expected it. Okay, okay. Let, let me paint the scenario, um, the two scenarios for you. Now, first of all, everybody looks at Embiid as, oh, he's not that great of a talent. Now, you lose Embiid. someone that's not that great of... A, wait, wait, wait. You lose someone that's not that great of a talent on your team. And that's the only loss you have on your team. Now, Jokic has lost... Is also a caliber point guard, and he has lost his breakout star in um Nicole Jr. was having a horrible season before he went down. The season was young. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is giving uh, by the way, shout out to Tyrese Halliburton as well. He was unstoppable yesterday. Did you see? Did you guys see the shot where he went 20 yeah. sidestep, falling out of bounds behind the backboard, and he still put it in? He was amazing yeah. yesterday, but you know, when Joel Embiid is on the floor, there's nothing you can do. But okay. the, 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 the Sixers lost Ben Simmons earlier in the season, and they weren't able to get anything back from him. What Jokic is doing is amazing, but you can't ignore winning in the MVP in, in, in the MVP conversation. If Jokic is putting up almost, if Embiid is putting up almost similar stats to Yoke, and Yoke and Embiid is winning more games, why isn't Embiid? The yeah, MVP? but but the difference the difference in their win column is actually too close to just give the edge to Embiid outright. How many wins do the um, Denver Nuggets have? Twenty-seven. How many losses? 
21. That means they've played more games. They've played, uh, that's 48. Okay, Joel Embiid is 30 and 19. Yeah, so the difference so is, is a three-game difference. And one, and one is playing with a more depleted team. And Embiid is in the East. He's winning games in the East. Remember, he sits third in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but the West is more competitive. No, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Oh especially not com- not com- especially com- now that Kawhi and PG are out injured, LeBron is missing games consistently. The West is not more competitive than the East. Phoenix Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, uh, Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz haven't Mavericks. played anything this season. They are not. Donovan Mitchell has been out for the past, what, six, seven games? And they are 30 and 20. They, because of their, their running earlier in the season, they've lost seven out of their last 10 games. Yeah, they are very bad. But it took for them to lose their best player, though. Their best player is going to come back. You can't, you can't take that. Tosin, there's the Miami Heat. There's the Chicago Bulls. There is the Milwaukee Bucks, reigning defending NBA champions. There is the Philadelphia 76ers. There's Brooklyn Nets. There's the Atl- uh, Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks. There, there Charlotte, Loki. There is a lot of talent in the East. The East is better than the West. And for Joel and B to be but, doing but, this. But, but, but have you seen, have you seen um, Chicago Bulls, their second, right? Mm-hmm. When they faced teams in the West, do you do you know their their record against t- um, teams in the West? You mean top teams in the West? Yes, they lost to Grizzlies. They lost to Warriors. Yeah, but the and game they about- lost to the Grizzlies, they didn't have Alex Caruso. They didn't have Lonzo Ball. They didn't have Zach Levine. Okay, they lost to um, wasn't all these teams Spurs. And it happens now. People lose games like that. Regular season losses don't matter so long as you're in a good spot. They, come playoff, they, come, they, come they, playoff they time. They lost to Dallas. They lost to Dallas Mavericks. They've lost to like the the. Tosin, you cannot ignore the fact that um, the, the Chicago Bulls have lost two of their best perimeter defenders over the past week. You just can't. No, but when they played Dallas Mavericks, they had everyone. No, they didn't have Lonzo. They didn't have Alex Caruso. Lonzo Ball played. He scored nine points. I'm looking at it right here. They had Levine. They had. Who was this? Um, the date. Um, ninth, ninth, ninth of what? January. Like I said, regular season losses don't really matter like that. Oh right? lord! No, no you can't. You just switch up. No, I literally just said it. I literally just said regular season losses don't matter like that. Like, you can lose a game in regular season, fine. Regroup, go back in the next game. But it doesn't mean because... No, 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 no. But my point is, you cannot just um, say the East is better than the West. The The West... No, I'm saying the East is way more competitive than the West is. There's six good teams at best in the West. The top six in the West, good teams. The rest, iffy. This... This is what I'm telling you. If the good teams in the West are better than the good teams in the East, if you are fit that's in the West... That's not the point I'm are, making. That's not the point are, I'm making. No, no, no. The point no, I'm the making point is I'm there's making. a lot more better teams in the East, which makes it harder to have a better record in the East. That's what I'm no, saying. No, no, no. no, no, no. That, that, I understand your point, but my point is if you are the fifth in the West, you are actually a really good team just because the good teams in the West are better than the good teams in the East. I don't so believe that, yeah, well, I me, don't believe me, that me, as well. Let me, let me I don't that believe down. that. Aside Golden State West? and Phoenix Suns, I'm not taking any team in the, um, mm-hmm. in the West no, no. over Chicago the Brooklyn Nets. Chicago just lost to Grizzlies. Listen, I'm not, taking, I'm, I'm not taking any of the teams over the Brooklyn Nets. You're I'm sure not taking that. them over the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm taking them over Miami Heat. I'm not. Uh, let me tell you something. So your argument is flawed. The West is more flawed. Just because it's flawed doesn't mean it's flawed, my guy. The West is more talented than the East. What? The West 
if you take talent, talent-wise. There's a the lot West, of injuries in the West this season. But if we take them talent-wise, if we take yeah, them talent-wise... You, you have to consider the injury. I mean, the Clippers don't have Kawhi and PG. The Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray and this thing. And um, what's his name? Michael Porter Jr. So that's two top talent. That's two teams. We, um, LeBron James hasn't played games consistently this season. Donovan Mitchell has been out injured. My point is... My but point you are still making my point. Even with the injuries on, on, that, yeah. on that team, they're still... They're still um, fifth, um, sixth position. See, uh, Tosin, the bad teams, so-called bad teams in the East, aren't all that. They are not bad. The bad teams in the West are bad. Are you looking at okay, the Lakers? I'm, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm not. You're looking I'm at not, the Timberwolves. You're looking at that. Portland. You're looking at New Orleans. You're looking at Sacramento. Not, you're looking I'm at OKC. Okay, you're looking at Houston. You can't tell me that the West. No, no, I'm telling you, as in general, the West, the East, is more competitive than the West. And for Joel Embiid to have his team third place in the I East, agree with I agree with you. these numbers makes him the MVP. One second. All healthy. All healthy. The West is has way more talent than the East. I won't say way more, yeah. but they, they they probably do have more talent than the East. See, uh, apart from that, yes. the East is more competitive. I agree. But my point is, mm. the better teams in the West are better than the better teams in the East. Can you confidently pick Golden State Warriors to pick the Milwaukee Bucks in a seven-game series? I won't. I won't pick the Phoenix Suns to beat them in a seven-game series. I won't pick. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Memphis Grizzlies to beat them in a seven-game series. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Your argument is okay, kind but of that's, flawed. That's, that's that's one team. Let's let's go to let's go to the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat, Miami, Miami versus Golden State is a seven-game series. Oh my goodness! Yes, oh. yes, it is. Yes, of course you're, it is. One thousand percent, it is. Okay, you're no problem. Oh, no problem. A one thousand percent is a seven-game series. Are you guys kidding? Miami is Miami versus Memphis Grizzlies. I'll say seven-game series. Oh my god, that is disrespectful, Tosi. That is disrespectful. Even, Honestly, even Miami versus Dallas Mavericks. I'll say seven-game series. Quite clearly, uh, you're you're smoking some crack. Like, like I don't know what the hell is going on. It was Miami versus Lakers. I'm picking Lakers. Oh, okay, okay, no problem. Low key. No problem. No problem. Low key. Low key. With the rubbish the Lakers have been playing, you're picking them over the Miami Heat. Did well, Miami Heat know? Did the Miami Heat not we just have, beat them have. last week? AD has been injured for well, we, all, all, all this period. Okay, now that AD has come back, what is he doing? What is we he have doing? the we have the what Lord and Savior Russell Westbrook. We have Russell. Okay, so guys, you can tell they're just trolling. You have to you have to judge them based on LeBron, Westbrook, and AD playing all together. I don't think they've won. They I don't think they are five hundred in games that three of them have played, except if they play OKC. He was still okay. wrong. Nobody okay. gave them that was, That's early in the season. AD wasn't, you know, all that. AD has been What is AD right doing now? now? What is he doing? AD has been bowling. He's played two games, Tosin. He's played two games. He balled in the you, first you, half. You asked me, your question was, what has he been doing now? And I answered. He he's been balling. And in the so-called games, he's balling. He's 0-2. All right, man. Come on. Sorry. Let's get oh, into the Lakers. Wow, Keep that sentiment when we get into Westbrook. Let's get into the Lakers right now. <laughs> okay, um, right now. Um, I watched the game against the Charlotte Hornets. And I was going crazy because in the first half, Russell had five points, one of three, minus 27, plus minus. And I was thinking, yo, Russ, what are you doing? But if you actually watch that game, 
the Lakers could not buy a shot in that first half. They couldn't make anything. And what does what does uh, Frank Vogel do? He takes out some of the starters, puts in, you know, Ken Bazemore, Austin Reeves, and then they start to look better. They cut the score down to, I think it was 15 at the half. And in the second quarter, in their second half, Russell takes off. But what does Frank Vogel do? He leaves in DeAndre Jordan. Why is DeAndre Jordan playing that game? Why? He missed six free throws. The Lakers ended up losing by two points or three points. Are you telling me Dwight doesn't make an extra because it was two from eight from free throw line? Are you telling me Dwight doesn't go at least four of eight or five or eight from the free throw yeah, line? Yeah, honestly, DeAndre Jordan shouldn't be playing. And hey, Dwight, like, there, there has to be a reason why it. Dwight doesn't, doesn't get minutes. I don't know what it is, but there has to be a reason. I don't because know. It doesn't make sense. Because, it doesn't make sense. Because without AD... And, you know, you're running these um, lineups with, you know, uh, Dwight's um, Ken Bazemore. Dwight Howard is clearly better than DeAndre Jordan. Clearly. Yeah. Like, he's clearly better than DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan doesn't do anything except except fold his thumbs and look at the ref when he calls him for a foul. Like, oh, what, what did I do? Did I do anything? Bro, there, there was this play during that game where um, um, DeAndre Jordan had, like, an open dunk. He passed it to a three-point shooter. He passed it to him. Um, and, oh my and then Vogel was mad on timeouts, right? And then um, the Jordan was like, I passed, it was wide open. I'm like, dude, you had a dunk. Why are you telling me about a wide open three? What's I the high was losing my mind because he doesn't just do that once. He does it every game. Um, let's say Russell Carmelo beats his man, dishes it to um, DJ, sloppy fingers. He's dropping the ball when there's an open dunk. Like he does this consistently, but he still gets minutes. Frank Vogel too confuses me. Stanley Johnson cannot buy a bucket. Ken Bazemore came in the first half, gave us 11 points, went two of three from the three-point line. Why don't you put him back in? Why? His that's, rotations, that's his rotations consistently cost the Lakers games. Consistently. And then Russell is doing his best. He's willing his team back into the game. Please, please, that, please. He seems to be lost. He's all on this He's all on this period. He's driving to the basket. He scored. <laughs> He had 30 points in that second oh, half. Oh, oh, and two oh my God. He had 30 oh points. No, 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 no. Listen, lost. Listen, listen, listen to me. He had 30 points in that second half. A whole ass 30 points. Lost. And you, Russell went 11 for 19 in that second wait, half. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me answer. Wait, let me speak. Russell went 11 for 19 in that second half. Do you know what the rest of the Lakers team went? They went 6 for 48. With him in that game that he went, he scored 30 points in the second half. How many points did they lose by three? Right? Mm-hmm. Why did Ross score extra three points? <laughs> you see, now you're taking the piss. It, it's really that guy. Like, do that Please, can I speak? Does that make please, any I, sense I, to you, Tosin? Russell goes 11 for 19 in the second half. The rest of the team goes 6 for 48. How do you okay. win if, games like if, that? If, if, if you're going to talk about um, AD, the way you talked about him. No, 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 no. Tosin, can I Tosin, speak? Tosin, AD is the number one option on offense when he's playing without Bron. Am I right? And what did he yeah. do today? He went for 27 and held to mm-hmm. five points. No, no, no. Listen, he was held to five Can points. Can I speak? Wait. He was held to five okay. points in the fourth quarter. Is that good enough? Is that going to close games? No, it is not. Don't, don't just look at things. Consider the context. Onyeka Okungu held 80 to five points in the fourth quarter today when they needed someone to close the game. They scored 71 in the first half. Why do no! Can I speak? No! So it's basketball. Basketball is a game of runs. You lose leads. 
Yeah, Let me yeah, speak. Dude, your body just well, no reason. Stosin is being unreasonable. So, uh, well, like you said, let's put context. And that's my favorite word that I'm about to spashiate upon. You know what I'm saying? You see that game against Charlotte? It was all rotations. And I was watching that. Terrible. It was terrible. And I felt like MJ when MJ walked out doing sort of clean, blown, blown lead. But guess why? Okay? Come closer. Come closer. Lakers were down two. They needed a bucket. I hate this. this they were down three. They were down two. They were down no, two. No, no, no. They were down two first. They were down no. two. They were down two first. This is my pet peeve, right? Russell. Anybody that plays We can't hear you. Okay, while he's fixing his mic, I want you to know that in today's game, while Russell Westbrook was on the court, the team, the team was down minus six. You, you tell me the team was in, oh, in today's game because they gave yes. up a 38 20 run in the, yes, in the but, fourth but, quarter. But, you can't but, get, the same like, AD, what, do you know what, you know what upsets me? Do you know what upsets wait, wait, me? You're putting wait, wait, all wait, the goddamn play on Ross. It's a dumb thing to do. It's completely listen, dumb. Listen. It is dumb. Hey, listen. Uh, no, listen. I'm not listening because you're not making any valid points. This is basketball talk. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. AD played three extra minutes and it was a positive two in the entire game. Plus two. Okay, now. Six. Okay. I acknowledge that. I acknowledge that. But like I was saying, right? We were down to, right? I, everybody that plays ball knows they're gonna kill the defender. Just hit him with a foul. We can't hear you again. Oh my god. Okay, just stay here and talk. Okay, right? Everybody knows as a as a as a bowler, you just punch your ball, and you hesitate, and you touch the rim. Right? You're down two. And I get it, you're on the road. But you're just, you just fought all the way back. The smartest play will be to drive to the rim. You're already five or eight to the free throw line. Drive to the rim. If you if you if you get an error, he was eight for ten from free throw line. It's eight for ten. I know he, I only I know he barely missed. I know he barely missed from the free throw line. Like he was he had he had a good rhythm. It was like three for five from three. I think at the end of the game, like he had a good rhythm, right? But the smartest play would have been. Drive to the rim. If you get a one, you get a lead. Even. Do you know? Okay. Okay. So should I? Should can I rebut your point now? You know what I'm saying. Can I rebut your point? Listen to the post game conference. What did what did Russ Westbrook say? I was looking to drive to the rim. Miles Bridges caught me off. That's how you defend Russell Westbrook. You defend huh? Russell. Westbrook. He said I was looking to drive to the rim. Miles Bridges caught me off. Have in mind, Miles Bridges is like six to seven inches taller than Russell Westbrook, right? So he has the space and size advantage over Russell Westbrook. Am I right? Relax. Am oh. I right? Am I right? No, 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 no. Um, listen, Russell wants to drive. Russell, but Russell said my goal was to drive to the rim, but Miles Bridges okay. caught me off. Coming down the court, 
Literally, literally 20, listen, literally 20, 30 seconds earlier, Ross had hit back-to-back threes to make it even a game for the Lakers. Wait, I'm not done. I didn't cut you off. I did not cut you off. I didn't cut you off. Okay, go ahead. He hits back-to-back threes to make it a game for the Lakers. He's in rhythm. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Russell Westbrook taking that shot. Do you know why? Because when LeBron James does it, nobody complains. Nobody. LeBron James was 2 of 13 from the three-point line against Sacramento Kings and took a game-winning three twice. Fourth quarter and overtime. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. The game against the Indiana Pacers, he was he had it going. He, he, they were down by two. Sorry, it was uh, it was a tie game. LeBron James wants to win the game, goes to the, uh, takes another three, misses. He does it consistently, but nobody talks about it. But every every single good listen listen every single good thing every single good thing Russell Westbrook did in that game was negated by taking one shot when he was in rhythm after hitting back to back threes. That is disgusting. That's that disgusting. is absolutely you unfair. You can't see Russell. That is absolutely as far, unfair. As far as I'm I concerned, here as I far as I'm concerned, see, see, listen to me. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Let's say that. as far as I'm concerned, Russell Westbrook is absolutely faultless in that Charlotte loss. Absolutely no, no. faultless. He's fought because, he, he, because he, listen to me, listen to me. If the rest of the team goes six for 48 and I'm going 11 for 19 in the second half, what do you expect? Am I Jesus Christ? What do you expect me to do? What has gone between for the last? But you guys give him a pass when he wins, when they lose. That's what I'm saying. He gets a pass when they but lose. I'm, my point is, my point is, once again, we can't hear you. Should have, should have driven to the rim, should have driven to the rim all day. And I've said it, I've, I've said it consistently, consistently every time I came here. Or should have never taken that shot against the Pacers. Or should have never taken that shot against Sacramento. I've constantly said that. You cannot just say that I didn't hear nothing. And of course, Lady held on as All I'm saying is. Right. Russell Westbrook is absolutely you, faultless in that game. Mouse Bridges has the size advantage on you. Stop pulling just back for three. He has a long wingspan. Sure. The rim, the foul. The refs are not calling it foul. The refs are. You, okay, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is shooting. He's he's averaging seventeen point six drives a game, shooting two point three free throws a game. He's getting no respect from the refs. So what 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 is giving him the consistent urge to continue driving to the rim? I remember a play start of the third quarter. Russell Westbrook got absolutely hacked by Caleb Martin. Absolutely hacked, and they called no play. Got, no, Brown gets uh, seventeen drives a game, only two free throws. How does that make sense? And then and then the, the main fact is the main the major fact is my main point in this whole game. The main reason the Lakers lost that game aside from Vogel was the refs because the Lakers are down two. This guy Miles Bridges lowers his shoulder, runs into THT. That's clearly an offensive foul. That is a charge, and the refs call it a block and give them an and one. They end up going up by four. That was that was the difference in the ball game. What's the difference? As far as I'm concerned, I have no problem Russ Westbrook taking that shot. He has no I fault have, that loss the other every, day. No fault, as far as I'm concerned. Faultless. I have every, I have every problem because every a smart basketball play in that time, every every coach will even tell you 
go for the two. And I don't know why they don't tell these players. Yeah, but it wasn't me. I, honestly, I understand. The rim, On the second night of a back to back, nobody's looking to go to overtime. I, I get it. I, I understand it. The, with the player, I understand your point. With the player Russell is the smart place to go to the basket. But See, let's let if he go if he drives to the basket and misses, you're still coming here making the same complaint. No, 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 no. That why did he make the shot? I will not. I will not because guess what? If it was Kevin, if Kevin is going to step, back, it's going to if Kevin is in that position. You know, Kevin is either going towards the mid range, towards the rim, because he's either going to get to the free throw line or he's going to drop the shot. I like I said, I understand your hesitance, but I have no problem with Russ taking that shot. That's all I'm going to say. And then and then obviously. I I do because I wouldn't want Braun doing that. With the loss today, I I I I I I can't say much about Frank Vogel honestly because I don't know what else the Lakers front office needs to see from him before he gets fired. I don't know. You cannot. The Lakers have given up eleven ten point leads this season. That's the most in the NBA by far. At some point, coaching is an coaching has an issue to do with it. At some point, at some point, you would tell me why. Avery Bradley is in the game in crunch time over Austin Reeves at some point. So here's now here's now my issue, coaching, right? The coach should have with Russell's with Russell's uh, what's it called with Russell's um di- uh, di- with Russell's dying uh dying. You you ask him to drive to the rim, right? You're going to force help. One of four you have your best shooters on the floor. Take DeAndre off. But Femi, 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 he was, they were six for 48, bro. You they see were six for 48. Yeah, in basketball, yeah. In tight situations like that, it's just one shot. He was the only one that had it going. Which is well, why obviously. I have no problem with him taking that shot. But Femi, honestly, it seems like we're spending too much time on this. So, Justin, no. I want to get your final this thing on the Lakers so we can completely move on from them. Um, my, my final thing is, <clears throat> yes, at, at this point in time, you can't blame Russell Westbrook. But also, I would say the reason why it's easy to blame no, no, is, and you have to understand, is because if according to like my tracker record, I have a longer period of time doing the wrong thing. When, when I get like a three-point shot towards the end of the game, even though I'm hot and I take it, people are going to look at your track record that you've actually not shown that you should be taking this type of shot. That's one. Two, your three-point percentage for the season is not even anything compared to the LeBron take that you had. LeBron can take the three because LeBron has a higher percentage. LeBron he had it going. He had it going. That's all I'm saying. Let me finish. I have no Le, Le, uh, if, if if um, Steph Curry is shooting two of twenty, if Steph Curry takes a three to end the game, nobody's going to complain. And Steph Curry is, and that's because Steph Curry has a, a a record of actually being the best three point shooter. So nobody can complain. But LeBron and Steph Curry this season, the difference in their three point shooting is like zero point something. So if LeBron takes a it's three, a bad season for Steph, by the way. Yes, I understand that. But 35% um is not crazy. If a 20 something percent is um taking three to end the game, it's not it, it okay. shouldn't it shouldn't be that's, I understand that's I understand you guys is this reservations with him taking the shot. Uh, but me, I'm completely fine with it because at the end of the day, he had to play hero ball. Given the fact that every other person was six for 48 on that team, there was no way any other person should have taken that shot 
aside Russell Westbrook. And the fact that he had just hit back-to-back threes, coming down in transition, big threes, by the way, ones that he needed to stay in the game, I'm completely fine with it. But we and, have to- and also, I, I just want to say, I attribute a lot more blame to um, the coach than yeah. to Westbrook. Because um, even the game today, they, they lost the game not because they scored 20 points. Of course, you lose the game because you don't score. But defensively, you can't concede... 38 points in the fourth quarter when you, that is you all drop up like 12 points. That is all I have been saying. And the, my biggest issue with Frank Vogel, quickly before I move on, is the fact that he takes too long to bring his stars back when they need it in the fourth quarter. He did it against Charlotte and he did it against Atlanta today. Again. He does it consistently. I'll never forget that game against the Knicks. He didn't put Ross in when he had it going in that second half and they considered an 8-0 run and then the game is just lost from there. These fine margins like this that cost you games. And with Frank yeah. Vogel, I don't see the Lakers overcoming these fine margins. But like I said, we have to move on. We spend too much time on the Lakers every single episode, by the way. Um... A genuine question. Like, are, do you guys see the Cavs as genuine contenders? No. No. For, you know you know what? I, I Come playoff time, their offense is really going to struggle because of the half-court sets. But watching them against the Milwaukee Bucks the other day, I was nothing short of impressed. Those Defensively, those guys, for years to come, for years to come, because yeah. think about it, Kevin, Kevin Love can go hot in twinkle. We've seen him score 34 in a quarter. He can go hot like this. Dean Wade, you don't you cannot like you don't expect anything from him, but I've seen him show up in some big games consistently this season. I, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm the Cavs are not entirely reliant on one person, uh, aside Darius Garland, of course. You have Rondo coming out saying Garland is the best closer in the game. As of right now, I don't know about that, but he's doing a great job of running that offense where not a lot of his players are mobile. Like they run the pick and roll so well, so well, bro. I yeah, no, I think I think they're definitely um a tough matchup for anyone. I think they this they maybe need another year before I can put them as contenders mm-hmm. just for experience and all so that. So what, what what do you think they need? Like another shot creator, a three and D wing. Uh, I, I I think I think the uh, the addition of Rondo. I, I'm 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 waiting to see how that would be in the players, but I definitely think they need a backup, a solid, um, another solid playmaker. To me, than, to uh, me, I feel like the addition of Rondo just makes them better come playoff time. Because like I said, the game against the guy um, Golden State, Russell Rondo's basketball IQ is one of the highest I've ever seen in my life. Because immediately he sees a zone. He's telling the shooter to run to the other side, gives the ball to Ivan Mobley, calls for the ball back. All of a sudden, Darius Winler is wide open on the right side of the court. Like, it's things like that in the playoffs that will count for you. Sorry, Dylan Winler. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I don't want to see I'm saying, how teams will play them in the playoffs okay. because Rondo, Rondo is hesitant to shoot. Yes, so he, yes, imagine if they play Rondo that. like Russell Westbrook. I want to see how that would But like, Rondo isn't out. known for his scoring. What I'm saying is the Cavs getting Rondo means they get high point guard level play at every single minute possession yeah like yeah every I single agree. possession and yeah, for me I, I feel like they need a shot creating like wing like a two guard that can get his own shot like yeah. better than Colin Sexton before I will call them genuine contenders for me I want to know your thoughts well for me they're pretty much like the greatest of the east 
right? Mm. Great defensively and very offensively. So they can beat you uh, either way. If you want to go fast, they can go fast with you. If you want to go uh, uh, half court, they can play defense, they can clamp up, and they can push the pace if they want to do that, mm. right? So um, I would give them at least two more years, and they are trying to get, like you said, a playmaker, another playmaker. They're trying to get, like, Kyrie Levert. So an additional would be because Karis can not only spot up, he can hit you with the mid-range, hmm. can also create a shot off the Karis dribble. can get his own and shot especially himself. in tight situations you have. Yeah, in tight situations where you can have, what's his name? DG, Karis, uh, Okoro just for spacing, put Mobley, and put defense. Murray. That's defense, offense, you know what I'm saying? Hmm. So... And that shooting, especially because they foul you, you can at least hit the free throws. You know what I'm saying? So, and in playoffs, it's mid-range, free throws, open threes. You gotta, you gotta have those three down to, to, to for you to go far in the playoffs. But for now, I'd say they have and defense, especially. So I would say for now they cross off the defense and the, the defense and the spacing. <clears throat> And for me, so. and for me, I think Darius Garland just has to take that one last step. Because to me, like I, I put him on my All Star team, although in the reserves, like I feel like he deserves to make All Star. But just that one last step to put him in the superstar category, like he's for me, he's a slow key sleeping Chris Paul. Yes, but doesn't have the mid range like Chris Paul. Yeah, no, doesn't have the mid-range, doesn't have the mid range like Chris Paul. Yeah, he's he, he, he's such a great floor general, and I saw him drop Drew Holiday the other day. I'm like, not many point guards in this league can drop Drew Holiday. True, and there was a week where he went like twenty and like twelve point three assists. Yeah, he does a week. He had eighteen assists, three turnovers. Yeah, so like he yeah. he can he can distribute. So all he needs to just do is add that mid range to his game. Yeah, can, he can. He's a good three point shooter. So I give him a couple more years. Yeah, they're going to be a solid team in the East for a long time. Right there, because if Mobley is a problem as well, he's a defense. He's a problem. All he has to do is just spread his arms. He's a problem. Also, also they need a a thirty point score type of player. Mm. The offense is very roundly distributed. No, so someone that you know in in the playoffs, roundly distributed does not always work in the playoffs. You need you need a go to a go to guy. And they yeah. don't have a go-to guy. Yeah. Well, Paris, Levert, Paris Levert could be that guy, but I understand your point of view. Yeah. Um, but the Atlanta Hawks, they've won seven in a row. So, obviously, beating the Lakers today. Do you guys, can you guys see them reaching the heights they did last season again this season? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think they can reach that height. I think compared to last season, they're a lot more... Huh. teams that are up there now huh. last season was more like a five race or four race thing and then the next the, the fraudulent Knicks made the playoffs as well yeah this year we like example the Cavs the Cavs are not easy to play against mm-hmm. they to, for me like I was about to give a shout out to Toronto when I was watching the highlights hey. of Toronto, Toronto's game yesterday <laughs> like they, they are almost like the Cavs. They are not as tall, but they are, they are long. Like, except um, the point guard, they are Freddy. all long. Yeah. 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 At the start of the season, that was division. Like, the, they were like, oh, Toronto is going small ball, but almost everyone is 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, 
Yeah. So like the, the length is there, the wingspan is there. I feel like they need like a Miles Turner before they can, you know, obviously not content for the championship, but like be a mm-hmm. solid playoff team. Yeah, and I was looking at fourth quarter um, personal defense, like defensive win share. Um, Chris Boucher is like top five in the league when it comes to like fourth you, quarter. You know Chris Boucher and them rejections, bro. Get that garbage out of yeah. here. But 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 focusing on on um Atlanta, I definitely like I I, I see them like pushing into um into the playoffs. Um, yeah, maybe definitely, definitely. They because they started years. really bad. Yeah, but I I don't think they're going to reach that height of like getting yeah. to the conference. And for finals. me, I just don't see them beating teams like the Chicago Bulls, the Milwaukee yeah, no, Bulls, the Brooklyn Nets, even the Sixers. And I know it sounds crazy given what they did last year, but Joel Embiid is literally better than he was last year, and they don't have Ben Simmons holding him back. Uh for me, I think they can beat the Sixers. I think anyone I in the playoffs it. could beat could beat the Sixers, honestly. I don't see it happening. I don't see no, it happening. No, simply because you, you just you just need you just need a bad um ben, um sorry and beat game because the, if if your whole team success is too predicated on someone, if person just had Bruh. a bad game, that's Bruh. that's it. Joel and beat. I don't know, bro. I won't see. I won't see the Sixers beating them. I won't see the yeah. Hawks beating them. I'm sorry. Nah, I don't see the Hawks beating them. Though. Yeah, but uh, get into that Toronto game against the Miami Heat yesterday. Obviously, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. Do you see the minutes the starters played? Fifty plus. By the way, Gary Trent Jr. is a solid, solid, solid two-way player. Oh my God, Gary Trent Jr. is amazing. The Lakers, could do, it, the Lakers could do with the Gary Trent Jr. right now. He is amazing. And then Pascal Siakam should be an all-star, but he started the season. He missed the first 11 games of the season. So, you know, right. we'll back off that. But he's having an amazing season. Averaging 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. One of the only five players in the NBA to do that. Uh, amazing season. Fred Van Vliet, like I said, should be an all-star. Um, Scotty Barnes, my rookie of the year, stepped up in the clutch, made those th- two free throws. What I learned... You can never doubt Masai Ujiri because I remember Femi and I complaining bitterly. Oh, why didn't we get Suggs? Why didn't we get Suggs? But Masai knows what he's doing. And then you have, um, who's the last person on that team? Gary Trent, Pascal, Masai, Scotty, Pascal, Gary uh, Trent. Uh, Precious. Precious, you know. Precious annoyed me sometimes. found Precious? I don't know. Yeah, Precious was from Miami. He was part of the sign and trade right. for Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Precious annoys me sometimes. He annoys me sometimes, but he's a really good pickup for us, and we could do with him sometimes. Like, the, the, right. the, I really like the Raptors team, and I feel like they could, if they do make the playoffs, they won't be an easy. Obviously, they'll probably lose in like six, five, six games, but those games won't be easy because some of these players have made deep runs into the playoffs, and they know what playoff defenses are like. Pascal Siakam, yeah, yeah. already an um, NBA most improved player, you know, had was literally vital. As far as I'm concerned, he had the game-clinching bucket for the Raptors to win the chip. You know, the step over, the Euro step over Draymond Green to hit the floater. Please don't forget to mention, in game one, he made 11 straight field goals. He had 32 points. 32 points in game one. 32 points with eight rebounds. So, uh, obviously, they won't be an easy playoff team, but ultimately, they just don't have enough talent, especially coming off the bench to... To go far, and by the way, the Raptors are looking to trade Goran Dragic. If I were the Lakers, I'm jumping on that. They could do with their Dragic right now because Dragic will consistently hit his shots. 
you know, savvy veteran, won't cost too much money. I mean, but but don't forget they have a Kendrick Nunn that is oh, that's true, that's well. true. But Kendrick Nunn hasn't played Kendrick Nunn is on that's, the Lakers, bro. That's that's the problem. Kendrick Nunn hasn't been fit. That's that, that's just my issue. But isn't Dragic like an injury-prone player as well? No, Dragic is just not playing because, you know, at the beginning of the season, he had that thing where he was saying, oh, he wants to compete for a title. Toronto is not at his level right now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Which is why uh, I'll mess with him. Don't mind him. I'll mess with him. I'll mess with Goran Dragic. Um, But yeah, let's move on to probably one of the biggest talking points of the weekend. The Clippers 35-point comeback. Oh, my God. You know, when they pulled that I want you off, guys to know that there is a constant theme here. We are starting to be like ESPN. We don't talk about teams like Dallas Mavericks, but go ahead. The Mavericks are on the lineup. Okay. okay. Which lineup? What's my phone? <laughs> the, the Mavericks are on the lineup. <laughs> but the 35-point comeback from the Clippers was, you know, I obviously I called the two of you. I bragged, but it, pointed, it just pointed out one thing to me, to Ron Lou. Teron Lou is the difference between the Philadelphia 76ers and possibly having a role, possibly, you know, winning a championship. Teron Lou right. is, is the difference between a lot of, like, do you know that the Clippers are, are 500 as of right now? They've played half the season without Paul George or, or three quarter of the season without Paul George, the whole season without Kawhi, and they have a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers. At some point, you have to place a lot of value on the job that Tyloo has done. He hasn't won enough games to be in the running for coach of the year. But to me, he's done probably the best job in the NBA this season. I agree. To keep them afloat and be competitive without their two super max players. Look at the game again, the 35-point comeback against the Washington Wizards. He's not afraid to bench star players. Told Batum, go to the bench. Told Reggie Jackson, go to the bench. And played Brandon Boston, played Terrence Mann, played um, Eric Bledsoe. Put it, uh, Serge Ibaka only played four minutes in that game. He's not afraid to bench players to get that dub. And I always say it when it comes down to in game adjustments, I'm taking title over anybody in the NBA. I, I, mm-hmm. I shout out Luke Kernard. He had a great game, by the way, you know, and Bradley uh, Bill, Bradley Bill okay. having. Bradley Bill will have the mind to come and ask for 200 million after that. I can't believe I picked the Wizards as my sleeper team, man. What do you guys think about well, the Clippers? Well, well, first of all, please, in-game adjustments, Nick Nurse is up there. Don't just be caught of course, up in Of course, of course, of course. In-game adjustments. We've seen him go box and one against Steph Curry in the NBA final. You know what I'm saying? Even, even against Philly, when... You know, even Joel though you could have said uh, Ben Simmons was holding uh, Joel back, there was actually a, a scheme that worked, okay? Yeah. And against the Bucs, let's not, let's not talk about the, the zone defense with Kawhi and everything, yep, right? Yep, you make a great okay. point. Um, as, far, as, far as, as far as the Clippers, I think, obviously, they, they are overachieving yeah. and is is due is down to the coach and that's huge credit to the coach. I I I am honestly willing to consider is you know top two um coaches in the league. Thank you. Um and I I obviously they cannot go far. We we all know this, especially without their two superstars, but it's it's just nice to see what they're able to do. They've had yeah. they've had not just one comeback. They've, They've had three 20-plus point comebacks this week. Yeah, this past, this, gen, this year, sorry, this year. 
it's definitely not a fluke. And there, there are teams that even as a big team playing, you have to like be cognizant of them. You have to be worried about them. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Um, before we get into the Mavericks, let's talk about that Boston Warriors game yesterday. You know, I, I was watching the game first half. You mean Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Brooklyn, my bad, Brooklyn. I was watching the first half and Andrew, Andrew Williams was going off. He was like, okay, y'all saying I'm not an NBA starter? Watch this. Had three blocks, 14 points, was, couldn't miss. But um, mm-hmm. I switched in the second half to watch the, the Raptors game because mm-hmm. I couldn't miss my Raptors. But then, mm-hmm. I, and I also messaged Tosin after I watched the highlights. I watched the highlights after Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving is that guy. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is his That's spot, it. bro. Did you see what, that game? spend half an hour on this? Or <laughs> I go 15, you go 15. <laughs> did you see? Did you see when he gets the ball, runs to the right, makes the three, looks at Steve Kerr and points at the spot? You know that was the spot he hit that shot over Steph to win the mm-hmm. Cavs the chip. So he hits the shot, points at the spot, and looks at Steve Kerr. Kyrie is that guy, man. I would pick Kyrie over James Harden every day of the week and twice on Sunday. That dude is insane. Easy. Apart from Steph Curry, I've not seen a guy that they are triple teaming like this guy. They had to put every player on him. Like, he's, he's incredible. Fam, I was watching the highlights. There was a play. He had um, this guy on the switch, Otto Potter. I swear to God, as he was going twin-twin, he was shimmying. I don't know how he was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he was doing it, but he was shimmying and going twin-twin-twin and hit the shot. I'm like, no. And then he got Let triple me- team, broke the triple team, faded away from the... I'm like, bro, what is this? And I remember at some point last year, I tweeted it like... Kyrie's offensive game is so unfair because his ability to create space and if you play good enough defense, his ability to make tough shots when he's not able to create space just puts him far and above over over a lot of guards in this league. Honestly, I think he's the only guard you can compare to Steph in the NBA, honestly speaking. And Let me just let you all know something. I say this, if Kyrie stayed healthy and... You know, he's had the amount of games that Curry has had. I feel like Kyrie would have Kyrie would have revolutionized the game because he's really that kind of power. Fam. He could have revolutionized the game. I would give a hundred hundred million dollars just so that Kyrie Irving started the season with the Brooklyn Nets. Basketball is better he, when he's playing. He, he's he, because. The swagger he plays with, the finesse. I said he was shimmying as he was going tween tween. How do you do that? Fam, even when he's walking, you just know that the man is just going to cook you. I ain't even going to lie. You're going to get cooked. You're just going to get cooked. Perhaps what just hang your, your sneakers. <laughs> One of my guys cooked. always tells me that if he's, if he's playing basketball and the coach tells him, oh, you guard Kyrie, you say, coach, you got to <laughs> You got it, man. He's he's amazing, man. I I would always tell I always tell you guys this, yeah, listeners. The reason I picked up a basketball was because I saw Kyrie playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Telling you, Kyrie, Kyrie. He makes basketball look so cool, man. This is probably this is probably in his room smiling right now. No, no, no. Like actually, I was just thinking about that. I I feel like a proud father right now, and you guys. (laughs) You guys are making me happy because you guys, you, you get, first of all, I, rather than just cheesing up and down, let me just take a minute to talk about the difference between 
a Kyrie-led team and a James Harden-led team is the pace. And um, Kyrie is not, is not, is not afraid to like let the ball go. Like most times, he doesn't even bring the ball down the court. Like he's willing to go to the wing and then maybe they run a play for him or whatever. But if James Harden would go all the way from the other hoop. Go back to school just to make sure he's the one that brings the ball down the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and the difference the between when the Lakers played the Nets and when the Nets played the Warriors last night because yeah. Kyrie, James Harden played the one, Kyrie played the Kyrie Irving is he, he's he's like, oh, I just Kyrie, please, man, I'm be, please get the vaccine. We need if the Nets make the finals or the Eastern Conference finals, we need Kyrie playing every single game because he's just mm-hmm. a joy to watch. So, he's a joy with, to with watch. my joy yesterday. I went on um, Warrior stands, I went on the um. Twitter page. I, w- I wanted to see what Warriors fans thought. But the way they were praising Kyrie, the, the, a lot of them expressed the sentiment saying, Kyrie owns Golden State. Any day of the week, he owns Facts. Golden State. Yeah, Kyrie actually has a plot of land in Chase Facts. Center. Of, no, no, no. He has it in, obviously, uh, Oklahoma too, as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah. He's, already, he's currently purchasing the process of purchasing a new one right now. Like, I'm yeah. telling you. Kyrie I'm is- telling you. He's the, he's, the Curry, he's the Curry equalizer. Like, if you want to because mm. yeah, I remember there was a matchup where Curry had Curry and Curry goes jab, jab, jab. And then Curry cuts off the baseline and he just steps through and won. I'm like, yo, there's really no stopping this guy. Only way you can yeah. stop Kyrie is to pray to God that he misses shots. Or triple team him like you saw. I went KD and Harden there. You can't triple team him. Exactly, man. But we can't spend a lot of time on that game. I want to, guys, I want, I want to ask you guys. Um, what do you think the ceiling for the Dallas Mavericks is? Can I make a request? Relax, relax. No, no, no. Because I, this, you know, it's a kind of request. No, no, it's a kind of okay. request. Okay, okay. I don't want to talk about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> because they've won seven out of the last ten games. Um, Jason Kidd is starting to pick it up. He's starting to show that he can get these cats to play defense. I think they're currently sitting fifth in the Eastern Conference, six games or seven games above five hundred. I called Luca mm-hmm. out earlier in the season. Luca is balling right now. Mm-hmm. For me, the unsung hero for that team is Jalen Brunson. Jalen no, Brunson. That guy, that guy is, is unguardable as well. He's unguardable. Jaylen, he's so small, but you he's, he's I don't know what like Jalen Brunson is amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I I, I think what you can use to like the Maybe they're good wins. They beat the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. They beat Portland because Portland, they're starting to pick it up. So we shouldn't look at that. Please, please, cut, cut, cut them out of the show, please. And um, they beat the Grizzlies on the 23rd. They also faced Grizzlies on the 14th and the one as well. Mm. They beat Toronto. Yeah, they, they ended the Grizzlies. Luca went for 42 against Toronto. Like, they, be, they, beat, they beat Chicago, like I said. They beat yeah. Warriors on, on the 5th of January. They beat right. Nuggets. So, I think, it, it, obviously, they are not more CTV, so a lot of people don't watch their games, but Luca, Luca <laughs> By the way, playing... Femi, Femi just got a blanket and he's sleeping on the Mavericks right now. <laughs> <laughs> see, like, he, he, I, I'm sure you see highlights of what Luca is doing, like, oh, to end the quarter or to he's... end the... Bruh, I saw the, I saw the one yesterday. He, I don't know what he did, but that was a travel. Yes. <laughs> No, no, he wasn't a travel. I know because nasty. he gathered the ball, double step back yeah. into the corner. I'm like, yo, that's crazy, man. But so I, I definitely think <laughs> when you look at that team, like there's no go-to score. Yeah. Because the, the, this other guy got injured. There shouldn't be. What's his name? Jalen Brunson. 
No, the um Reggie Tim Hardaway Oh, Tim Hardaway. he's so inconsistent. That's my problem with him. Tim Hardaway. So yeah, he's, one he's night he's on Garden Ball. The next night, he yeah. <laughs> he breaks himself up. Yeah, but my point is they don't really have like a second that option. Sc- yeah, your second option go to score. So right. you have to give a lot of credit to the person that is willing that team to all these wins. No, for me, I feel like Jalen Bronson, obviously, like I said, unsung hero. But I'm seeing um, Jason Kidd use Porzingis in ways that Rick Carlisle just did not. And remember, on the first episode, I said this. You cannot have Christian Porzingis, Christoph Porzingis at 7-3 and use him to space the floor when the Clippers are going small on you. And that is what Rick mm-hmm. practically did throughout the playoffs. And everyone kept calling right. for Porzingis' head, but... His coach team put him in the best situation to be successful. The tallest person on that Clippers team was Marcus Morris, 6'8". Nicholas Batum, 6'8". He backed them down. And when he was calling plays in the post, he was using Marianovic, Boban. Now, I know, like mm-hmm. Jason said, Boban was in John Wick, so he's hard. But still, <laughs> <laughs> you, cannot, like, you cannot have Porzingis and be calling post plays for for Marianovic and then use Porzingis to space it for like it doesn't make any sense to me and Jason Kidd yeah. is finding out you know the, the, I think he, he was saying that the offense was too Luca centric everybody's getting mm-hmm. in touch now I've, I, mm-hmm. I but I I wouldn't say they're a lock to win a playoff game as usual they'll be a very tough first round matchup I'm saying yeah. they, they can't win but they're not a lock to win so for me you can yeah. wake up now we're done talking about the, the Dallas Mavericks well, well, be, before we're done, I, I, because if if um the standings are maintained, I think they can they they can win the first playoff because it's big against Utah Jazz, and mm, you know and that, the, that the Mavericks go, are playing defense right now. Yeah, they're playing defense, so I definitely think that can go either way against the Utah Jazz. But yeah, we'll we'll see. Um. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously Femi left the building because <laughs> he couldn't, he didn't have anything to do with the Dallas Mavericks, but we're moving on. Let's talk about Nikola Jokic. Um, fam, I don't know what to say about this guy. No, he deserves some praise. Nikola Jokic is the most disrespected MVP I've ever seen in my life. Because for certain man to sit there after he wins the award and tell me he's the worst MVP of all time is a joke. He nearly had a 2020 triple double the other day. Well, he had 28 points, 21 rebounds, nine assists. Like he does this consistently with scrubs. Like Tuzin always religiously says he doesn't have Michael Porter Jr., he doesn't have Jamal Murray. And I watched um, I watched all the smoke with Jamal Murray the other day, and he said he's itching to come back and play with Yoke. Like, and we know what playoff Jamal is like. We like, know what nah, like. Nah. Let, let me just quickly mention Yoke's stats this season. 25.9 points per game, 13.9 rebounds per game, 7.4 assists per game, 1.4 steals per game, 0.8 blocks per game, on 56% field goal percentage, 36 three-point shooting, 78 free throw, and 64% true shooting percentage. He's, when he's on the court, they, they are plus 9.5. When he's off the court, they're they are negative. Like I mean, Faku Campazo leads the league in, in negative plus minus. 
Bro. <laughs> it is so funny, man. Um, when the difference between when he's on the court and when he's off the court is twenty one point nine points. Twenty one point nine. It's like when people talk about, you know, Chris Paul being the MVP. I'm like, no. Yes, CP made them a playoff team. Yes, CP has a great impact. Yes, he's the best floor general in the league. But I don't, I've, I don't think he's as valuable to his team as the likes of Embiid and Jokic are to their separate teams or to their respective teams. I, I, don't, I don't think he's as valuable either. I agree. He has, he has a Devin Booker, so it's Exactly. Like you just said, he had to, you just had to say the difference between when Yoke is on the floor and off the floor is a minus 21. Like, how do you not classify that as one of the MVP candidates? How? Yeah. By the way, Embiid zone is when it's on the court and off the court, the difference is 10.6 points, which is, yeah. which is still a lot. Which is still of a course, lot. of course. Of course, but Jokic is not just the offense. He's the offense, he's the defense, he's the transition. He's, he's the everything. everything. He's everything <laughs> for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and I'm just... And he, so, gives them a, he gives them a different dynamic of, of attack. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't yeah. wait. The only sad thing about Jokic is the fact that it's Stan Kroenke that owns his team. And if you know me, you know I'm an Arsenal fan. And Stan Kroenke owns Arsenal as well. And I don't mess with that guy. So... Yeah, I understand. I understand. You've been going through depression for up to 20 years now. No, I know you're a Chiefs fan, so... Okay. <laughs> can we not? Can we not? Can we not? Can we not? Um, uh, lastly, let's get... Uh, not lastly, but let's get into the All-Star starters reaction. I personally have no problem with it. I think this is the first time fans got it right. I would have had Draymond over Andrew Wiggins. But Andrew, like I said, Andrew Wiggins deserves to be an All-Star. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Andrew Wiggins. And I don't want to hear no talk about Rudy Gobert. I, I, I don't want Rudy Gobert. I just don't mess with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> but besides that, um, everyone talking about how can Phoenix have the best record and not have an all-star starter? Who are you taking out? Like every single okay, time. I'm, I- I'm taking... See, see, see. I don't really have a huge problem with it because at the end of the day, I'm still fine with it. But I... I I don't really like the positional stuff that they do, like strictly. I mean, I get it, but you, it's the rules. You you can't say Andrew Wiggins in, in twenty years from now. You're like, yeah, Andrew Andrew Wiggins like started, and Devin Booker didn't start. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's the rules. It's the rules. Andrew Wiggins is front front court. Is, Devin Booker is back court, and Devin hasn't been better than Steph or Ja. I would say this. I would say this. In my, I'm only I'm fine with everything at the end of it, but. They should have had Zach over Trey, in my opinion. They probably were I hear that. I hear that. But I, thought, I, I think they were going for more of a point guard, shooting guard lineup. Wait, That's they should have had Zach, um, Zach but over I, But I had Zach. Over who? Trey. Trey. Oh, that's tough. Trey's Trey Trey, balling Trey. out. Trey is balling Trey out. Trey has the most points in the entire league. Total yeah, points. He's, he's balling out, but Zach is winning. I'm balling out. Man, I don't know, man. Yeah, but I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a I'm a shark guy when it comes to this. I don't really put too much value in the um or you winning in All Star. I just look at individual performance. That's that's a fair point. But ultimately, like I am, I'm proud of the fans because they they got it right. They got yeah. it right. And um, for starters, um, Fred Van Vliet should make the All Star game. He definitely should make the All Star game. I think they leaked something that Lamelo Ball made the All Star game. 
I think Darius Garland should make the All-Star game, but I don't think he'll get voted in. I think Jared Allen should make the All-Star game. And in the West, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys think Lucas should make the All-Star game? Um, yeah, of course. Mm. But, be, bye, but, before to, but before we be, before we go to the West, I need to say, what do you guys think about the player voting in the All-Star? Because... 20 something players voted for Kyrie to is get a lot of players voted for Clay to start as well. Three players, two players voted for Ben Simmons. One voted yeah, for, two players voted for one. They said, for they, said was, they said it was LeBron and AD that voted for um, Simmons. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm sure Jonathan one voted for Jonathan Kuminga as well. You can't tell me it's not Clay that did that. It is definitely Clay that did that. <laughs> one thousand percent, it is Clay. <laughs> 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 but but yeah, they they I I don't know. I I definitely feel Kyrie should play in the playoffs though. The playoffs. I'm sorry. The the All Star. I mean, I would have Kyrie Irving in the All Star game, even though he doesn't deserve to make it. But the one thing about All Star game is like these things affect player bonuses. You know, like it can affect yeah. the total they can make come yeah. contract renewal time. So like as much as it's for the fans, I know that it's a serious thing. Which is why players, you know, sometimes they get angry when they don't. Like I remember, obviously it's not all star, but when Clay didn't make the All NBA team, even though he deserved it in 2020, he was pissed mm-hmm. because he could have made 220 million, but yeah. then he ended up getting only 190 because they didn't vote him in for you know the All NBA team. So these things affect their bonuses and whatnot, which is why some yeah. of them take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, it's just an honor to be an all star. Like it's part of your legacy. When you retire, like you hear people saying, "Oh, uh, Tracy McGrady, five-time All Star, this and that." Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why Luca would always be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing with the devil. <laughs> You're playing with the devil. Um, uh, yeah. Lastly, there was one. Tosin, what was the argument we're having this week? Um, AI. No, not um, that one. Not that one. The other. One. <laughs> the other. <one. laughs> The other one. I don't remember the other one. Oh, yes. Guys, Tosin said the, 20, uh, the 2019 Raptors. No, 2019? Yeah, 2019 Raptors versus 2016 um, Golden State. Femi and I said it's a seven-game series. Tosin oh. said it's not. Keep in mind that that Raptors team was legendary when it came to the defensive side of things. I'm also telling you that the Cavs were second in the league in defense. And Kawhi was on another level. And, and, and we both know we can't compare both teams offensively. Cavs are way miles ahead. I don't know about that. What? It's about matchups. It's about, like I Bro, said... these guys were scoring 133 in, in the playoffs. you based off of names. You're like, mm, LeBron, Kyrie, Pascal. No, no, I'm not talking about names. I'm talking about what they actually scored. They it's about matchups. It is about matchups. Siakam is still, unless, him, unless LeBron is going to guard Siakam, I feel like Siakam is still going to get his money. Come play. You, I, get, I feel like you guys, you guys are thinking about um, current LeBron. LeBron in 2016 was playing. I know. Deep. And I'm thinking about Kawhi in 2019 as well. Think about Kawhi in 2019. Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi is that dude. convinced me he was the best player in the world. No, no, Kawhi is that dude. But my my problem is after Kawhi, like uh, this year, I'm saying you're up. using names. You're using names. Basketball is about. And you can't compare benches. Exactly. 
Our second units will destroy. Wait, wait, wait. Do, do you remember? Units. Do you remember Deliver Dover? The goat. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue against Matthew Deliver Dover. You can't. Deliver Dover on on um on. Um, well, I have, I have my own goat, non power page. No, I bro. <laughs> High flying norm. <laughs> High flying norm. The Raptors had a way better bench. You had um, they had uh, no power wasn't on that team at the time. No, norm was norm was on that oh, team. Oh, no power. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, uh, wait. What's uh, the move? Uh, your 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 point guard right now, Van Vliet. He was on the bench uh-huh. as well. Um, Delvadova on Van Vliet. That's Raps. Yes. Van Vliet scoring 10 points. Look, look at this guy. Van Vliet cooked Steph in game six of an NBA finals. And here talking about the little man. Do you Man's... remember Richard Jefferson? Do you remember Richard? <laughs> we Jefferson? Go 10 and we have Serge Ibaka off the bench. Please, yes, you go Please, wait, should we actually? Wait, should we? We, um, yeah, let's go match up wise, match up wise. Let's 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 I don't think the Raptor, the Lakers haven't beaten the Raptors in three years, I think. Three years is not 2019, Even No, I'm saying even the year they won the chip in the bubble, they didn't beat the Raptors. That's in both games. Yeah. Are you talking about Kyle Lowry or game? just in general? Huh? Are you Kyle talking Lowry about that one game? Remember that? Yeah, he went off. He had, I think he had a triple double, 16 rebounds. Yeah, he went off that yeah. 37, 37 piece with no. No, that was last right? season. That was last season. 30, 37 piece with a 10 piece. 37 piece with 10 biscuits, baby. All day. Yeah, we know, we know drinks so that they can choke on it. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Put some All respect right. on, oh on that respect. 20. I feel and like that wait, Raptors team wait. is so disrespected. Like, they were so Yo, great. That 2019 team. Raptors team against the 16 Cavs, Kyrie. Lowry, okay, you got Kyrie. Then wait, 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 wait. JR. The, that, that same Raptors, the, the same Raptors against Boston Celtics, Kyrie, Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics won two games out of three. Okay. Boston Celtics got uh, lost to the Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. The Raptors won the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks in the playoffs. Um, t- uh, wait, 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 wait. What, uh, okay, you are talking about matchups, right? I understand. But, but what I'm saying is that okay. Boston Celtics team, they they matchup wise they're similar to the Cavs team. Oh wow! Uh, Come on, uh, think about it. Jr. Smith. There was a lot more talent on that Boston Celtics team. Jr. Smith is like Jalen Brown. Oh! <laughs> uh, can we end this episode? Oh my God! <laughs> this man will can go we just end this the right? can we of just, the earth to can we just... defend you. What is wrong with you? Are you insane? See. See, all, all I have to tell you is the um, Cavaliers will win that game in, in five. In five? Yeah. Oh, my God, bro. Oh Channing Fry. Do you remember Channing Fry? Oh, my. Of you course, mean? I remember Channing Fry. The reason I remember Channing Fry is because he has a podcast. That. What do you mean? Don't tell me he has a podcast. This is the only reason I know Channing Fry is because he has a podcast. He has nothing to do with his basketball career. Stop that. Iman Shumpert. Oh, my God. The best thing about Iman Shumpert is his dancing skills. Nothing to do with basketball. Tristan Thompson. If we get into what Tristan, we'll probably I'll get cancelled. <laughs> if we get into Tristan Thompson, we'll probably get cancelled. So let's not yeah, do yeah. that. Let's talk about Tristan. No, no. If we, if we get into Tristan Thompson, we might get pregnant. <laughs> 
Okay. Timothy Mosgov. Tiffany Mosgov. Oh my God, Tosin. You realize in that 2019 run as well, OG didn't play a single game in the playoffs because he was hurt. Sasha, come on. Thank you. <laughs> bench. Done. Tosin Anyways. knows he has lost. He knows he has lost. He's lost. No, no, no. And I, I, nurse I, on the fly and adjustment is the only thing, though. The only reason why I'm just laughing now is because the, these arguments, there's no way to ascertain. But all I know is our coach, Tai Lu, was, is better than Nick Nurse. I don't know about that. Uh-huh. Okay, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, Tai Lu is better than Nick Nurse, but adjustment for adjustments, they can go round for round. Like, they can go short Okay, if they're adjusting, we, 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 got, we got bigger boys that would actually affect who? Me more than you. Who? who? Tristan Thompson, Kyrie alone, Kyrie alone your whole team. At, at no point in time was Tristan Thompson better than Marcus Gasol. Even last year, when I could have probably blown by Marcus Gasol, Tristan Thompson wasn't better than him. Please, oh my goodness, oh my! They, they have different different roles on the team. In, in Tristan's role, nobody was better than Tristan when it comes to his role. I mean, of course, I'll just put Serge Ibaka on them. I don't know what is wrong with Tosin. I don't know what is wrong with Tosin. He's taking no, 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 no. Kevin Love. Look, at, look, Kevin at, look at the lineup up the bench. The Raptors have Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, OG Anunobi, uh, Serge Ibaka off the bench. So you can let me mention my, my, my off the bench. We had Richard Jefferson. We mm-hmm. had James Jones. We had Channing <laughs> Fry. We had Matthew Deliver Dover. We had um, Timothy Musgrave. We had Tiffany we had Tiffany Mosgrove. Tosin, huh? Tosin, Tiffany Mosgrove. The only reason people know Tiffany Mosgrove is because of what Blake Griffin did to him. Took his heart and soul for eternity. Blake Gr- Tiffany Mosgrove doesn't own his life. It is with Blake Griffin. The only <laughs> he was better than the Mosgrove. <laughs> The only reason I know Richard Jefferson is because I see his bald head on the jump every day. Okay, now you're being disrespectful. You're being disrespectful. You saw what Richard Jefferson did to Clay Thompson. Oh my god, bro. We talk about Danny Green. Nah, that Raptors team was legendary, man. When he came down to defense, adjustments, we could go 10 deep, literally literally 10 deep in the playoffs. Wait, wait, let let, let me tell you the points per game. LeBron averaged 26 points. Do you see my point? Tosin is too much of a stats guy. Yeah, chairman, chairman, chairman. Let me me finish. 26.3, Kyrie 25.2, Kevin Love 14.7, J.R. Smith 11.5, Tristan Thompson 6.7, Richard Jefferson 5.4, Shannon Frost 6.7, Delta Vadova 3.9. Guys, Tosin is running mad. Guys, Tosin is running mad. Okay, now let me let me let, let me let me pull up my points. <laughs> pull up why is 27? Lowry is 15. Danny oh, Green is 11. Siakam is 18. Oh, Siakam is 18 points per game. Um Siakam is 18 points per game. What are you solid, talking about? Solid, solid 18 solid points. Solid 18 per points. Game. What you want me to continue? Uh, Off my bench, Freddy 15. To. OG 10. Search 9. And three what blocks. Nine and three blocks. What else do you need? I didn't mention blocks. I didn't mention blocks. Relax. Fam, like, dude, you need to respect that. That Raptors team is probably the most disrespected championship team ever. That's because you faced an injured and you faced a depleted Golden State. Please. Ain't nobody beating that Golden State with everybody healthy, though. Okay, so... One try three times, Why would we disrespect you? Why would we disrespect you? You just sound like a clown right now. 
talking about Matthew Delavadova, Shanine Fry, Richard Jefferson. What is like, wrong with pri- you? Pri- Prime Matthew Delavadova is highly disrespected. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> fam, Matthew Delavadova is only rated in Australia, bro. Loud that, fam. Loud it. Loud it. Loud that. Please. Loud that. What are you talking about? Respect I my rappers. Sit here and tell me. With a with a, with a, with, a, with a brain in your score and a straight face, by the way, guys, he's not laughing. He's serious. That's wait. I'm more serious about Matthew Delibadova. I'm more serious. Wait, wait, wait. Actually, let, let me clear my name. You know, Larry's top serious. seventy-five all time, right? Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. I'm not serious about any of my arguments, but I'm serious about the fact that Cavs will win. That's all. I think the Raptors. I think it's a seven-game series. I can't say for sure who wins, but I definitely think it's a seven-game series. But okay, I mean, we, we can't find us, we can't go back in time, so it's okay. I'm not, yeah, I'm not about to don't worry. Me. How about you come over and I play you with my 2019 Raptors on 2K and use the 2016 Cavs? I do even play 2K <laughs> regularly, so. all I hear is excuses. Yeah, you all I hear is excuses. You win. Uh, Larry is top 75 all time, just so okay, you know. guys. Quite clearly, the smoke, <laughs> the smoke has started to run into the air, people are running mad. <laughs> Larry is not top. Larry is not top. We come to the end of this episode because agendas. I will mute the two of you. (laughs) I will mute both of you (laughs) because if we continue now, see if it comes to like taking charges, Larry is top ten. If we continue now, doesn't just go muted by the way. Doesn't that count for you? If we continue now, we would we wouldn't end so. We have come to the end of another episode. Thank you guys for listening to another great episode. Larry be taking charges a oh lot. Oh my god! Well, Larry is top seventy-five, my boy. Oh my I, god! I, I Can you guys charges. stop? I'm taking charges, guys. I'm trying to end it here. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you for coming on the show, Femi. Thank you for coming on the show, Tosin. Thank you for creating time. Uh, thank you, thank you. you for listening to another episode of the Courtcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, leave a rating on all on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day and see. Let's go, Chiefs. See the Niners Larry, and the Bengals Larry. in the Super Bowl. Bye. Larry, Larry stops on the five. It's a slam time production.